supplements are meant to be supplemental. Mm. You can't supplement your way mm. out of a shitty lifestyle, out of a calorically and nutritionally deficient diet, out of mental, emotional, chronic stress. You can't supplement your way out of those things very well. It's taking supplements to address those is the same philosophical concept as taking yeah. medication, right? So supplements are very powerful. They're very powerful tools, but ultimately they have to be used in the context of a holistic program that's actually addressing the way that you live. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I've got Alex uh, Orton. Is that how you say your last name? I probably totally bastardized that. Aussie <laughs> Bogan accent. He's a naturopathic doctor. He's over in the state. Uh, and maybe I'll just get you, Alex, to just, just, just before we start, you know, give people a bit of an introduction on who you are and what you guys do. Yeah. So, uh, I run a, a little hol holistic medicine practice with my buddy Colby. Uh, we're all virtual. We're treating people all over the world. And, uh, we do long-term programs for people who really take responsibility for their health. They're trying to do all the right things for themselves, but they're still not getting the results they're looking for. Uh, so we're a very traditional practice in the sense that a lot of people get caught in the weeds with like all the crazy new concepts and theory, crazy new supplements, um, you know, very technologically advanced, like equipment that's coming out, IVs doing this and that and missing the forest for the trees and not focusing on the fundamentals. So for the vast majority of people that we work with, no matter how serious their condition is, we find that going back to the basics, which are almost always overlooked if there's a chronic problem going on, like people say, I've tried everything. It's like, you have, you have it because you're still missing these like really big key pieces here. Um, that almost always gets results. So that's what we. Oh, I love that. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about on the podcast. Because I think, you know, um, yeah, we, we don't work with people with chronic illnesses, but we work with women who are trying to improve their body composition and just, you know, metabolic health. And they've done a lot of restrictive diets. They come to us, they're taking a ton of supplements. And a lot of the time, they're just, well, most of the time, not just doing the basic things. And, you know, like we're not saying that supplements aren't useful and beneficial, but I think it's like a, taking a supplement isn't going to fix years and years and years of, you know, if you haven't got the foundations right, I think that's like the icing on the cake, right? The extra thing that you add, I mean, because we take supplements, um, but the things that have made the biggest, yeah, the biggest improvement to my health and body composition is the basic fundamental stuff. And I think too, uh, and I get it, you know, like, fuck, we all want it to happen quicker, obviously. You know, we could, we could just stuff our fingers and go, okay, great. I've got the body that I want. I've got the health that I want. That would be awesome. But unfortunately, you know, if it's taking you 10, 20, 30 years to get to where you are, you unfortunately can't rush back. But I think when you just accept that and accept that it's this slow, you know, the lifestyle changes and gradually things will improve, it just, you take that pressure off yourself and it just becomes much easier. So yeah, I just wanted Alex to talk about some of these fundamental um, things that ev I think everyone should be doing. So where, where do you think we should start? Where do you want to start? Well, to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, mm -hmm. um, supplements are meant to be supplemental. Mm -hmm. You can't supplement your way mm -hmm. out of a shitty lifestyle, out of a calorically and nutritionally deficient diet, out of mental, emotional, chronic stress. You can't supplement your way out of those things very well. It's taking supplements to address those is the same philosophical concept as taking medication, right? So supplements are very powerful. They're very powerful tools, but ultimately they have to be used in the context of a holistic program that's actually addressing the way that you live because supplements are like a passive 
thing that you do, which is one of the reasons why they're really useful tool because you can take a nutrient or some substance that can really impact your function at a, to a high degree with just a passive routine of just taking the supplement. But that can't replace the way that you actually live your life on a on a day-to-day basis. And I think so many people are, you know, it, there's just like such good marketing out there. There's so many supplements. There's so much like information overload. So many things that people are worried about, like making sure they're getting all of this and all of that. But like, you're still waking up every day. You're skipping breakfast. You're like doing a million things, like getting the kids ready, rushing to work, you know, like, going a million miles a minute and you're, you, you still have these chronic issues and it's like, yeah, you're not, you're not eating enough food, your blood sugar's all locked out and you're stressed still constantly you now. So I think it's, it's a good reminder for everyone, including myself, because I can get caught up in the same thinking like, oh, maybe I'm missing something. I have to find that new supplement that's like waiting to be discovered. Mm-hmm. That's going to make the massive change that I'm looking for. You know, it's, it's easy to fall into that thinking because that's kind of the culture that we were brought up in with conventional medicine is like, oh, this brand new drug is going to save me, you know? So um, I think going back to yourself, reflecting on how you live and optimizing that is like 90% of the battle. And can you explain, Alex? So, you know, like... um you talk about stress, you know, and stress, and you sort of touched on these things um, at the start. But, you know, when people have either, like, for example, women will come to our program, they're not sleeping through the night, they've got uh, perimenopausal, menopausal symptoms, you know, irregular, painful cycles, low energy, no sex drive, there's the sort of digestive issues, there's the sort of big ones. So, in a way, the body is dysfunctioning, right? It's not functioning as it should, as a result of stress. So can you talk about some of these different things? Because there's different ways, right, that the body can be stressed. Like you mentioned, under eating, not getting enough nutrients, the the emotional uh, stress, which I think is a big one, which we could dig into a bit more. So can you talk about the different ways that stress can present itself or like how, how it affects these different types of stress? And then when you like lay them on top of each other and then you do it for years and years and years, no wonder the body ends up so fucked up. Yeah, totally. So... I'd say this just kind of pops into my head. I I never thought about it like this until now, but stress is almost like a physiological adaptation to anything that is, um, is off balance where it's not optimized. Your, Your body has to adapt to a external factor. That's trying to push you out of a homeostatic balance. So for example, human beings evolved depending on if you believe in evolution whatever over a, a, you know a hundred thousand years plus with a 24-hour light and dark cycle getting mostly sunlight all day and now we live inside all day you know so if you're not getting enough light that's stressful to the body because your body has to adapt around that deficiency um if you're not eating enough food, that's stressful to the body, right? If you're not if you're not um, taking care of your sleep um, behaviors to kind of wind down in the evening as like the sun goes down, a lot of people will like work until nine p.m. at night with like bright screens on, you know, burning the candle, and then they're trying to get to bed, and that's like you you've been going a million miles a minute up until the time when you're trying to sleep. And that's not really useful. And that's not really evolutionary, uh, like adaptable. Right. So that's stressful. Um, definitely mental and emotional stress is a really big one that I think is, it's given a lot of lip service in the holistic health field, but many people try to just, um, fix how they feel with diet and exercise and and you know blue light blockers and and this and that technology when 
there's major mental and emotional imbalances that are perpetuating themselves every single day that are not being addressed. And that's stressful. So anything that is pushing you out of balance, that's not in alignment with how we evolve, is going to be a stress that your body has to manage. And you mentioned the idea of like, all of these are layered on top of each other over 20 years, right? The body is extremely adaptable. So, you know, when we talk about stress, it's easy for that to create a lot of anxiety. You're like, oh my God, my body's under so much stress. Like I'm killing myself, you know, but we're all under stress. Life is stressful fundamentally. We all have to deal with modern issues like EMF and toxic food, even if we're trying to avoid it. Um, you know, information overload, even if you're trying to avoid it from billboards and ads, and you know, we're bombarded by stuff that's stressful. So the body is extremely adaptable and we're designed to heal, which is a really big mindset shift from the old paradigm of conventional medicine, which is that the world is trying to kill you, like bacteria are trying to kill you. Your genes are defective. So you were born effed up fundamentally. And the only thing that's going to save you is like the patriarchal, you know, conventional medical system of like, just listen to what I say and take this pill. And that's, that's like the best that you're going to get. No. So shifting into the experience of my body is capable of healing itself. Like that's your God given, right? You know, as an organism. And it's not like some belief that you have to like convince yourself, you know, it's, it's readily apparent. Like if your flower is wilting and you start drink, giving it water, it, it'll like perk up and it's fine. You know, if you cut yourself, your body will mend that. So it's, it, it's easily observable in other people and in plants and animals and yourself that the body heals. So it's not to create any fear around it because it the mindset around healing is like it's such a powerful vehicle for actually changing your life but um, what, can i just jump yeah. jump in just want to add Please. something um you know because i think also too it's like you can build your resiliency to stress and like you shouldn't you know be this little flower that fucking you know dies every time that some little stressful event happens in your life you know like i think it, it's because you know what people to be like you said mentioned so scared that they're just oh my god there's all this stress and I just can't cope but I think you know I've even found my own personal experience like obviously we work pretty long hours and we're in front of computers all day but I try and you know I go for a nice long walk in the morning I get sunlight you know Craig and I have been a bit better with our phones in the morning keeping them in the office putting them in after six o'clock in 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 our offices staying away from them you know, um, ensuring that I'm eating enough food, planning and prepping. So I've got energy to support this high workload and the training, you know, and I think too, like it being in alignment too, you know, like you talk about this emotional stress, like I think you're always going to have stresses, but it's something if you're really out of alignment or if there's toxic relationship or like, I just find personally, like if Craig and I, it's normal to have fights with your partners or if something's happening where we're not in alignment, that really stresses me out you know, and it affects my sleep. And until we actually resolve it, um, or even when we went, went through the whole TTC journey, you know, that was so stressful for me because I just couldn't control it. And I was doing everything right on paper with all the foods, all in so much food, you know, pulled my training back, getting sun. But because I was so emotionally stressed, I was waking up like six times a night. So, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, obviously it's normal to have stresses in your life and you can build that resiliency, but I think it's that like ongoing chronic, hey, stress, or where think you're really out of alignment. Like maybe like you talked about, you're in a job that you just hate. That is like, well, I remember when I worked in mining towards the end, it was just, I hated it because I was going away, doing night shifts, sitting in this dark room for 12 and a half hours a day, you know, being awake at night. And I used to sit on side and cry you know I just hated it so much that's how much it was stressing me out and so eventually you know because you get paid so much money in mining but it's sort of it's not worth it you know you've yeah. got to quit so once I quit I was like oh this huge relief you know um so yeah I just sorry I just wanted to mention that that because I think sorry Henry's always barking at the it's past yeah um it I like to think about okay so so 
it's almost like the the question is like how much does emotional stress really matter right and if you think about how powerful emotions are when you're angry or you're upset like the amount of energy that that saps you know how it's like a full body experience when you're really in an emotional state and if you're suppressing that consistently for years there's nowhere for that to go you know it's the same idea with tox like toxins and and the idea of detoxification um you know the old school naturopathic or holistic method for healing is fundamentally like a detoxification like opening up the channels to eliminate shit out of your body that's how like the old school docs you could read about them and they'd have these like hydrotherapy clinics where they'd be doing hot and cold water packs and people would have like they'd spike fevers they'd you know they'd purge they'd have like diarrhea and they after they went through that acute healing crisis they're way better after that so you think about the channels that your body has to eliminate toxins you have your stool which is probably the primary way which is why digestive healing decreasing endotoxin you know having regular bowel movement is so critical because you have to have that channel open. You also uh, get rid of the toxins through your urine, your sweat, which is why sweating, and saunas, and, and exercise is super effective through exhalation, through your menstrual blood, which is why it's important to have a menstrual cycle and not like, you know, women are on birth control and they haven't menstruated in like 20 years. It's like, you know, because your body is getting rid of, of toxicity that way. Um, and it's the same with emotions. So like anything that's suppressive is, is very damaging to your, your overall health and your homeostasis because there's nowhere for it to go. Just because you can't see it or feel it doesn't mean it's gone, which is why like, you know, if you have a rash and you throw a topical steroid on there and the rash is gone, like, great, it's gone. Like, no, it's not. It, you just pushed it into the body, right? And and not to get too off track here, but like a lot of the way the chronic disease develops were, you know, as a child, your vitality is so high that little kids spike fevers, they get these crazy rashes. And that's very, that's very useful because the body is like getting rid of all the generational toxic shit that they passed down to them. But then they're suppressed with steroid creams and, and you know, suppress the fever with different medications. And then the child develops asthma. Then you suppress that with steroid, inhaled steroid, things like that, and keep suppressing, suppressing. Then you get an autoimmune condition, you know? So it's years of suppression leads to a um, slowly kind of deteriorating the body. And that's the same with emotional stress. So all the shit, all the skeletons in your closet, those aren't, they're still, they're not going anywhere until you look at that. And it's, it's very difficult to look at those. It's been one of the biggest, you know, uh, most impactful parts of my own personal journey. It hasn't been the physical stuff, you know, it's like that made a really big difference. And I think that getting the physical body, that foundation set creates the capacity for you to actually go into your mental and emotional stuff because if you're all fucked up right mm -hmm. you're you're like you have no nutrition your sleep cycles way off like everything is so physically unbalanced there's no way you're gonna deal have to deal with the sexual trauma that you had in your time like yeah yeah and i, I Totally agree with that. I see it with women in our program and not everyone, like not saying everyone else that out there has trauma that they need to deal with, but it might be, okay, I've finally got the energy to leave this shit job that I, yeah. you know, I've got time to sit there and reflect and work through, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, even like just, I know that, um, you know, over the years, like when I cry, like I know that I've got like crying for me, I'm sure like most people, it's just this releasing all these emotions and then I just feel better. It's like this amazing release. It's incredible. Like one day Craig and I, something that had happened and we sort of had an argument and then, you know, I finally was like telling him how I feel. And then I had this massive cry and, and he, and I just said, you just got to listen, like, let, just let me cry. And then I was like, oh, I feel so much better now. It's like I've had this huge release. It's amazing. Yeah. 
and you're and you're literally releasing it you know you're yeah. literally releasing it out of the body so yeah and, and you're right like not everyone has this like crazy traumatic yeah. experience when they were younger because that's you know we talk about that a lot and it's really important because it it helps all the people that went through that stuff to like really address it but a lot of people just have like you, like you said that low level chronic like stuck in a relationship that's not doing anything for them stuck in a job that's not doing anything for them you know i i, I work with a lot of women the, the majority women which i think is pretty common for holistic practitioners in general because women care more about their health typically than men um but um I don't know. Where was I going with that? Um, women in the oh, US. So, yeah, so many, so many women are in like relationships. It's like, when's the last time you had sex with your husband? It's like, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, we get that all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's addressing those little chronic things every day, like the chronic stress you feel when you're getting your kids ready for school. Or like the relation, like the tension in your relationship, the tension in your job, the stuff that's going unsaid, the little resentment that's kind of like building towards your boss or whatever, towards like employees. It's like, you got to adjust that stuff, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. And what I like to think is that it's actually an opportunity. It's like the universe is, it's trying to teach you something. It's like, that's like a way of, yeah, it's, it's a way of taking any negative experience that you have. And it's like, why are we so like why do i suffer why am i suffering like well i didn't ask for this you know it's it really needed to be like a victim and be like where is this coming from like i didn't ask for this i'm i'm doing everything right i'm a nice person i'm trying and i still am suffering you know it's like well the universe is trying to teach you something because if you're able to integrate that then your wisdom and your you know your wholeness is going to improve dramatically it's so much more powerful to be wise after going through negative experiences and be able to be okay, then like naively have nothing ever bad that happens to you, you know, and just like think that the world, like everything is great. You know, I really, I really love that. And just, we've got one of our coaches, Melissa Collins. She's pretty amazing. Like she's had a pretty hardcore upbringing, you know, abusive father, you know, drugs, alcohol, tried to commit suicide. Her husband killed himself. You know, she was told she was stupid. Her dad told her she was stupid her whole life, pretty much. And um, she's just like over the last five, six years has gone through the most amazing amount of growth and changed, fully changed her life. And she often says that to me, like when something is happening, that's, you know, not great in in, in her life. She, she says, you know, what, 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 what's this here to teach me? Like, you know, she's, she's not a victim. She always says, I'm not a victim. You know, I'm like, oh, that's really inspiring. And it, it is, it's, I mean, it can feel really shit at the time, but you're right. If you can sit there and try and, you know, what can you learn from it? What is it, is it teaching you? Um, yep. Yeah, I like that. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's especially, you know, when something is a lesson for you, when the same situation keeps repeating itself over and over. Yeah. You no, know? because it's like, it's like, why do I keep attracting like the same kind of person that like cheating on? It's like, you know, it's like you're the common denominator. Yeah. So it's not saying it's like, it's your fault, but it's saying like, well, there's something that you're continuously attracting that's trying to be healed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes so much sense. Um, okay. So well, should we, do you want to then talk about some of these like basic fundamental pillar things that everyone should be doing? you know, the things that you do with your clients before taking a million supplements. Yes. Yeah. So we, we kind of, uh, we organize it just for ease of like orienting it in your mind with under four pillars. Mm -hmm. So there's nutrition and nutrition means getting rid of the toxic foods that aren't helping you, which also includes food intolerances, which we could talk about if you'd like, like individual foods that may be like good on paper, but aren't good for you specifically. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. getting foods out that, that are not good for you and then supporting yourself with the, you know, the, the right diet, the enough calories, enough nutrients. So that's, that's pillar number one. That also could include like nutritional supplements, right? So that's number one. Number two is detoxification. So getting the toxins out of the system. If you improve your diet, then that's 
automatically going to improve pillar number two of detoxification because you're not bringing as many toxins into your body, right? But opening up the channels of elimination. So having regular bowel movements, healing their gut. Um, I'm a big fan of coffee enemas. Mm. So getting, you know, yeah, you, know it you feel so good yeah. after. It's like a good clean out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like euphoric. Kind of. It's so good. You yeah. yeah, I love coffee enemas. I've been doing that for years. How often do you do them? A couple times a week, typically. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Strong Sisters are really into the old coffee enemas. That's how they got on to us. And I was like, oh, really? Because I did it a few times and then, you know, I've been a bit shit and, like, I need to, like, go, okay, I'm scheduling in the routine that's happening. I was going to do it yesterday, but I just ran out of time. So I need to maybe just do it, like, once. Say to myself, let's just start with once a week, you know, and then, yep. yeah. But they do feel good. Yeah, it takes about 30 minutes when you get good at it and start yeah. to finish. Um, it feels great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Most people are like, like I have all sorts of reactions when, you, when they hear about them from like complete disgust to just like confusion, you know? And, and but once you do them, it's like usually way easier than you think. Like people think it's going to be like a big mess and you're going to like shit all over nah, the floor. It's easy, it's easy. Once you get once you've done it a few times, you're good. And you build up like the time. Initially, I was like, oh God. And then after a few times, I was like, I could do it for a longer time. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, keep yeah, going. Exactly. Coffee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so, so coffee enemas or saunas or baths. There's different ways and like gentle yeah. detoxification, like castor oil packs, you yep. know? Yep. Um, many ways to kind of like get the, the toxins out of the system to open up the channels. Pillar three is lifestyle. And that's like a pretty big category of like, okay, how is your sleep and your sleep routines? How is your light? How's your water quality? You know, how are your day-to-day, -day, like how's your day-to-day -day schedule? Like, are you just completely packed, you know, without even being able to think? Or do you have like some space? How's your posture? How's your breath, your movement? So. So lifestyle is number three, and then mind, body, or mental, emotional. So addressing all of those, you know, all of those patterns. So what I would say is before reaching for, or like researching, like so many people research like for hours trying to figure out what's going on. And it's like, you're, you know, like you're stressing yourself out trying to figure out what's going on. I, I get it. I like, I want to empower everyone to like do their own research and like, it's great. But like before trying to find some mysterious zebra, you know, assess whether you feel like you're in, in balance and alignment, like you're eating a diet that really works for you. It gives you energy. It doesn't make you tired. It doesn't make you bloated. It gives you the energy that you need to get through the day, you know, effectively. So make sure that. Just while you're on that, to quickly maybe touch on, you know, we talked about this like in this pro-metabolic framework, you know, when we work with our clients too, we're like, okay, cool. Like here's some groups of food that generally you want to try and include, you know, like liver and oysters, if you can eat them, some good quality dairy, if you can digest it initially, some people have to work on it, you know. Uh, good bioavailable animal proteins, some seafood, you know, some fruits, root vegetables, like whatever carbs work for you just to get the nutrients you need. But within that, people will, like you say, um, like some people can just tolerate more grains. Like some people can eat, could eat some soaked oats overnight, overnight every day and others like Craig, it doesn't do so well with the grains. So it's like, what would you say are some of the foods that you would recommend that people try to include in their diet and say, you know, like we take try and avoid the seed oils you know like canola yeah. oil, stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah i mean i love your your stuff your content's awesome i'm very much in alignment so you know you want to avoid hard to digest foods which are like or i'm sorry decrease yeah i think yeah because people i yeah. think like you know what i just want to say this because like it's you don't have to go to the extremes you know right. like like I just don't eat a lot of green vegetables, so I just don't like them, you know. But I yeah. think I say to women, if you love like some, some women say to me, I really love green beans. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll have your protein. Make sure you have some carbs with it because they don't contain much carbs. Maybe put some saturated fat, cook them, bit of salt, you know, not about yeah. going, you can't ever have any nuts or any green vegetables. But I think we're a lot of health because of what, this is what I used to think. Oh, I don't eat any dairy or any fruit. I just eat lean meat green vegetables, nuts and seeds. So it's this extreme. Like yes, the, yes, yeah. yes. 
Totally. I, I And even in the pro-metabolic world, there can be extremes. It's yeah. like vegetables are toxic and I'm like shoveling white sugar into like everything I'm consuming. It's like, okay. That's like, obviously too. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I don't believe in extremes. I've gone through the extremes. I think a lot of people who probably come to see you have gone through all those ups and downs and the extremes. I've done the ketogenic, I've done the vegan. <laughs> it's just so funny to hear like how many people are like, I did vegan, I did keto, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, so generally, okay, big picture, you want to have enough protein mm. and the best protein is going to be animal protein, period. Yeah. Right? So like it, that's, that's the best. Um, some combination of dairy, eggs, seafood, and meat, right, is the best form of protein. Saturated fats, coconut oil, butter, beef fat, um, and then monounsaturated fats as well, like olive oil. Um, you want to have enough of that, and then definitely carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So fruit is great, honey, natural sweeteners, um, uh, root vegetables, potatoes, sweet potatoes, like any, any root vegetable, like carrots, beets, uh, squashes. These are all great. And then of all of the grains, white rice is probably the easiest to digest. Um, and like the safest, uh, oats, overnight oats are great. I think as well, good, like nixtamalized corn. Great. Mm, It's already broken down. Yeah. 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 So some combination of that. I also think vegetables are, are great. Some people, like you said, some people don't do well with them and you should avoid them if you don't do well with them. Because anytime your body's giving you a message, it's like, okay, you should avoid that. Even again, like, you know, some people don't do well with orange juice. It's like, yeah, that's not going to work for you, you know? So you got to listen to your body. Um, but the foods that are definitely harder to digest. So like the return on investment of your digestion and calories that your body has to use to break down uh, grains, beans, nuts, and seeds. It's just not as good of a return from like a calorie and a nutrient perspective, right? Because your body has to consume calories to actually digest these. And would you agree that, you know, like we're not saying don't ever eat, like occasionally I'll like to have some yummy, like make, I'll make some homemade baked beans. You do soak them overnight. I'm like, they're really delicious, but it's not what I eat most of the time in the majority of my diet. You know, so I think like find your tolerance level. Like, you know, I talked about Craig, like Craig just has a lower, like I'll sometimes have these wraps that are like wheat. They're just organic wholemeal flour, some flour, some salt and water. And I just sometimes like to have them with some, you know, nice ham and Swiss cheese and tomato and I toast them, but I don't eat, you know, 10 wraps a day. I just eat sometimes. And then, but I do notice actually if I, because sometimes I'll go a bit heavy on the you know, one week I had like overnight oats a few times. I had this, I had the wraps every day and I just did notice a difference in my digestion and my eyes felt a little bit puffy, like not a major thing, but you know, some, I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe just pull it back a little bit and yep. just, you know, and again, the same thing with the seed oil. Someone messaged me going, oh, what do you do when you eat out? And I said, look, I just don't worry about it. Like I just, yep. I don't, I don't go and have it like personally i probably would need a big burger with deep fried chips like very often but i just make the best choice i can pick things i enjoy because it's one meal out of uh, if i'm eating you know 40 meals a week it's one meal you know take some vitamin e after um you know maybe someone with some more chronic health conditions might need to just be a bit more careful initially once they until they build that resilience but i think you know like you can stress yourself out more. It's what you're doing most of the time. And I think if your body is resilient, then you can have some not so optimal stuff sometimes. I I agree with that 100%. I go out to eat because I like to go out to eat with yeah. my partner, you know? Yeah. And I know, I know that they're likely cooking the food in seed oils. Yeah. It's rare to find a restaurant that does it. And I'm not going to ask. And then have all my food like steamed and stuff, you know, like it just takes away from the experience. So like, that's something that I'm comfortable with sacrificing because I would like to go out and like hang out with people. Yeah. So, um, just like you said, you want to get your mothership dialed and the mothership is what you're eating 80% of the time. I like making chili time oh same i made this amazing chili just recently a slow cook like with oyster blade and i put cannoli beans in there and i just it's fucking beautiful so good yeah 
I, I like having nuts and seeds sometimes. I think they're tasty. They don't have the greatest fatty acids. So I don't like use them as a daily snack, you know, but like I eat them sometimes. So yeah, I think everything in moderation, but you want to get like the mothership kind of dialed in and then you want to avoid the toxic stuff as much as possible, you know? So like is if your kitchen is clean of all that stuff, then when you go out to eat, like you said, every once in a while, it's like, it's a drop in the bucket because every day in and out, you're eating the right stuff. Yeah. It's a frequency thing, I think. You got to ask yourself, like, how often am I doing it? And if it's not that often, it's like, well, you know, and don't worry, but don't, don't stress yourself out. Cause like, you, like I'm, we, we love to go, I love to go out to eat too. I really like alcohol as well, but I try to now these days, cause I just don't like how it makes me feel. So I drink you know, like we went out on the weekend for it. We had lunch with our friend for his birthday. I just loved margaritas, like good margaritas. We went to this awesome place and I had these three coconut margaritas and they were the bomb. But that's all I had. Yeah, I just had the three margaritas. I had my lunch, came home, made sure I had a good dinner, had some juice, coconut water, extra nice cinnamide. Like it's like, you know, occasionally I fall off the wagon. I get, you know, drink a bit too much occasionally because I just, you know, leopard never changes its spots. But I think it, like you say, it's, I mean, alcohol is not really going to do anything for you, but. You know, I still want to be able to have some drinks every now and then, like a few cocktails. I just love it. Alcohol is good for the soul. Yeah. You know? Sure. It's like, it's, margarita. it's like, I mean, I, you know, I love having a bottle of wine uh, around a campfire, you know? Yeah. Like, and I, and my, my, uh, I keep wanting to say girlfriend, I, we just got engaged. My fiance yeah. and I, we, uh, we love mezcal. You know, uh, you have mezcal nah. and, no. yeah. No. Nah. It's it's like it's like smoky tequila. It's like traditional. Oh. It's made out of agave, but it's like pan pressed. Wow! And like and it's smoked, so it has like yeah. this really smoky taste. It's so yeah. good. So we love mezcal margaritas. You know. Oh. <laughs> I so, just yeah. I mean, they just they're right. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's a bunch of stuff you see on Instagram. Like there's nothing good about alcohol. It's toxic for you. It's poison for you. Like it's it's only hurting you if you consume it. And like, you know, we've had alcohol as part of the human species for like, I don't know, 10,000 years. Like, I think it's okay to do some of those things that are cultural and human mm -hmm. and that, uh, you know, and allow you to enjoy yourself than being overly rigid because that's, that in itself is an obstacle for you actually feeling the way you want. If you feel like you have to be so rigid that you can't go outside the lines at all, yeah, like yeah. that in itself is a, that's a, that's like a dysfunctional kind of state because you're like living in fear. You know? Yeah. I think too, it's like asking yourself, why am I drinking? You know, I used to really drink, I drink every night under eating, drinking to cope with stress. And also, you know, like I was a big drinker, drug taker when I was younger. And somehow like there was a period last year, I went through like every weekend, I just drank every weekend. I, at, on the fourth weekend, I was like, kitty, you're getting back into these bad habits again. Like, you know what you like, you're an extremist you love alcohol, you know? So I sort of was like, okay, check. Yep. Let's get back to the, just have two to three drinks. You know, you don't need to drink every single weekend. Yeah, but that's just my own. Cause also too, like, I just don't sleep that most people wouldn't sleep well, you know, it affects your deep sleep. So it's just being honest with yourself, I think. And like you say, just the balance, the moderation. If you start slipping too far one way going, okay, maybe I need to like dial it in a bit and just. Yes. Yeah. Which is the, the most empowering thing I think is to not only do things because someone told you to do that yeah. versus actually feeling for yourself what you need. Cause I'm the same way. It's like, I've seen the videos on Instagram that say like alcohol is toxic for you terrible, but I like to drink wine. But if I drink too much, I feel bad. Same. And I don't want to do that. Same. Like I don't, I have no interest in feeling like crap the next day. So you know, I've gone through the whole drinking and drunk mm -hmm. thing as that, you know, when I was younger and I can't do that. I mean, it feels terrible. It's like, I don't oh, know how bad that. is it? I can't even, like, makes me sick. Like, I think we'd have these three day benders where we wouldn't sleep and <laughs> munch pills and coke and speed and just like <laughs> shit and drink. And then you just feel like you want to die. The come down. Terrible. I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do it now. Yeah. No, 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 no. I can't, I can't touch almost anything that I used to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think building that internal awareness of yourself allows you to take any information, the information that you give to your clients, the information that I give to my people, 
for you to take that information in, to run it through your own filter and belief and intuition, to try it on and see what it does for you, and then to have the self-awareness to you know, make adjustments and do what works for you. Because our own empowerment and so outsourced to like the authority, whether that authority is the doctor or like the health influencer or like the PhD, it's like, well, this person said to do this and that person said to do that. It's like, that's, it's great. That can help you to clarify what you need to do. You know, there's a lot of good people that are doing the work. They're doing the clinical work. They're doing the research. They've experimented on themselves for like 20 years. So they have a lot of good information to give about their experience, but you have to actually implement that in your own life and try it on and make adjustments if it's not working for you. Cause I've totally fallen into like the diet dogma. I think most of us have where you're doing something just because it, you heard that that was the right thing to do, even though it's, it's making you feel terrible you're still doing it because you're like, well, this is supposed to be good on paper. Now, I heard this is the best thing to do mm-hmm. when really it's like, you got to look in the mirror and be like, I feel terrible. And this is working for me. It doesn't matter how good blank is for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, this isn't working and then make adjustments. So I think that's a lot of the work that I do with people is like helping them to just align their life around their own experience of what's working and what's not and being a reflection to like, yeah, okay, it's something that's not working for you. So let's do something else. And like, that's okay. You know, everyone has their own way of making it work and getting to the mountaintop of health. And um, just to finish off, I'm just conscious of the time. We've got about 10 minutes, but um, how do you know if it's working? Like, you know, what are some good markers that you could measure to, to you know, cause like you could look at some fitness in- influences on Instagram, they look good that maybe they've got really shitty cycles. And yeah, I see a lot of influencers with the whole digestion thing saying, oh, they're so bloated and being so bloated is normal. And this is how I wake up. And I think, oh man, that's not that normal. I'm like, that's, that's it. Like you don't have to supper like this. You can improve that, you know, or they don't, you know, there's this one, I don't know how I got on her email list, but you know, she's saying I've always struggled with sleep, you know, but she's so shredded. Like she's so lean. You know, so could you talk about some general, you know, like what, what are good indicators of health? Like what, what would you, and then again, it's not about being fucking perfect either. I think sometimes people can like, you know, sometimes you can have a shit sleep like me. Like if I have any emotional shit going on, like it really affects me and I don't sleep well and then I've got to resolve it. You know, I don't always sleep well. Yep. You know, I don't, I, most of the time I have consistent energy. You know, if I, if, oh, the two things for me is really my cycle and my sleep. They're the two key things that I really know. My temp and pulses stay pretty stable. But it's the no. sleep and that. So maybe there might be, you know, different things like Craig is his digestion. That's the, the where the stress manifests itself for him. But in yep. general, what would you say is some, if, if you would describe a healthy person, what would that look like? And just to, just to be, you know, transparent and, and piggyback off that, I, I'm not, my health isn't perfect either, even no. though people pay me for that, you know, counseling, um, I, my sleep gets thrown off when I'm stressed and I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I'm staring at the ceiling. That happens sometimes, you know, and I get bloated. My it, most stress come, it, you know, happens in my digestive system and I get bloated. I can get constipated. So like I have a lot of the tools now and the information and I have the indicators to know when to get back on track. Mm. But I, I totally agree with you. It's like, there shouldn't be anyone who thinks that anyone like us that's on a podcast, like has everything figured out and it's just so smooth. There's no problems. Yeah. You know, it's like, everything's perfect. It's not like that. You know, the body's like an adaptable change of yeah. organism. So to answer your question, um, I think the biggest thing is how do you feel? And it is what you're doing working for you, mm. which I think a lot of people get really focused on like labs, for example. Yeah. 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 Fixing lab values. And like, if you're fixing lab values and not, you know, and, and that's not changing the way you feel, then who cares, you know? So that's the most important thing to me is how do you feel on a day-to-day basis? And if you're in a generally healthy place, you should have good energy. You should feel calm. You should feel grounded. You should be like good in your body. Um, you should have a bowel movement every day, you know? 
it, you can have more than that. You can have like a bowel movement after every meal. Some people think that that's too much. That's fine. But you want to have like a smooth stool, not like hard, not like falling apart generally. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, generally you want to be somewhere in that range. Generally, you want to have good sleep. Uh, you you know, emotionally, like it's okay to be, there's some people who are like super chill by nature. Yeah. There's some people who are up and down by nature. So it doesn't mean that like you can't have emotional up and down. But you're balanced. Like everything is in balance, right? So, um, and you can cope with just stresses. You know, like you know, like I remember I used to just lose my shit at the drop of a hat because I was so fucking tired and like didn't have enough energy because I wasn't eating enough. You know, it's like your ability to get back to baseline. Mm. And how quickly are you able to do that? Just something doing... throws you off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like the for women, their menstrual cycle, like you said, yeah. What a beautiful gift that is to be able to track that. And it's like this, you know, versus more daily, like your your circadian rhythm is like a 24-hour, like biofeedback check. Mm. But for women, they have like the, the, the month, like the whole lunar cycle, which is a really cool way to like check yourself over the course of month to month. Mm. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've observed with my partner because she doesn't use birth control, so she tracks her cycle, mm. and that's how we do contraception. Is like she knows when she ovulates, damn, and like, you know, yeah, it's, and it's amazing how many women think like, if I have sex at any point, I could get pregnant. Like, nah, with like, yeah. not and if you, yeah. I've done some episodes on this with other people, so go back, ladies, if you're not familiar with the fam, it is pretty amazing. And it, you, when she track your cycle, you learn so much. You learn so much. I feel like you learn so much about yourself, and like, and. What I've, you know, witnessed in my partner is that she's so much more connected with herself and with nature because she's feeling what's happening. Mm. It's just like anything. If you're, if you're on birth control or you're on anything that's suppressing your your natural flow, you're going to be cut off from that. Mm. And I always tell women like birth control is a really personal decision. So I'm, I'm not here to like preach like birth control is terrible for you because you know if. If you really don't want to get pregnant and like you, that that's kind of like your value structure. That I would though say to women, like, cause I was that one used to be like yeah. that. I just didn't do my research. And once I actually learned about like some, um, and I've had, uh, Lisa Hendricks, that Jacket's the name. She's got the fifth vital sign. That's a really awesome book. Um, Tony Wessler's books are really good. Like once you read them, you just be like, fuck, that's what I yeah. think. Like once you educate yourself, you'll, you won't want to take birth control i don't think because i always just didn't know yeah it's really suppressive it's like it's given out like candy and it does like it has a big impact so if you choose to stay on it you have to accept the consequences of that and work around what that's creating because it's not just a passive thing that you're taking Mm. Mm. yeah totally sorry uh yeah i think the cycle like you know i just notice if i don't eat enough if i'm really stressed my luteal phase will shorten you know, it's just so fascinating. Like you just, you can see your body's response to stress. Um, and I think, you know, women, cause we work a lot with women in their forties and fifties and I've done a lot of good podcasts with Kate Deering on perimenopause and menopause. And, you know, you should go through perimenopause and menopause and have minimal symptoms, you know, it's just, and it's incredible when they come into our program, they actually start eating enough food, balancing their blood sugar, getting the nutrients in that we talked about prioritizing sleep, doing some strength training, these hot flushes disappear. The sweats disappear. Like it's actually still blows my mind, but yet they, they, when I talk to them, they're like, Oh, I spoke to this naturopath and they wanted me to take a million supplements yet. They're not even looking at their diet. Are they eating enough? What's their stress? Like it's crazy. It is crazy, but it probably seems so simple to us now because we've been doing it for a while. But you know, like if you're new to this whole world, I think it's so you can get confused so easy. But my sister, this is a good example of this. Like she, she's so funny. Like she's never tracked her food or really thought about food or anything. And, you know, she was saying to Craig and I that they, I don't know, something about like, you know, that people can't lose weight, but she's never tracked her food. So she, and she started gradually, which is good. And she started tracking her food, but I think she just did too big of a calorie deficit. And so she lost the weight, but then she was telling me, she's like, I don't feel very good, Kitty. And now she's starting to open up, like she's listening to our podcast and she's like, oh, okay, wow, she's taking liver and oysters, she's increased her calories, 
you know, doing all these small things. Um, and then, you know, she'll send me different podcasts and like, she was telling me like, oh, cause she suffered from migraines when she was younger. And she's like, I've just been getting all these headaches. Like, I'm like, well, you're not eating enough, you know, but she was reading something online about how it's cause she thinks she drinks too much cups of tea or there's some like, you know, but it, and it's, it's like, well, I think you just probably need to eat more. And once she started eating more, the headaches got better, you know, yeah. um, but you can just see how it's so easy to get sucked into these tiny little things when you're like, okay, are you doing the big, looking at the big rocks like we talked about. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you can just see how people get sucked into the weeds. Totally. I mean, especially when you make the jump from like conventional medicine to alternative, that's like a huge leap because all of a sudden now you're like this whole world of possibility opens up, but there's so many people doing so many different things. I have, there's many people that call our office and they're like, I'm so damn confused on what I need to do. Like, everyone's saying different things. I have no idea what I need to do. You know? So like, if you're in that position, just go back to the basics. It's like, it's like, what did your grandmother do to live to 95? Yeah. You know? that, when I think about the foods that when I went my grandma, she would, um, we would have like lots of eggs, always cooked in butter. Um, lots of roast meat. She'd make steak and kidney pie. She made her own custard and ice cream. You know, the milk got delivered in the glass bottles. Do you remember with the silver lid on the top? Yeah. I don't know if, how old you are. Like, I'm 42, but I remember as a kid, she'd have these pawpaw trees and she'd actually squeeze orange juice for us in the morning and she'd pour it over this beautiful pawpaw. She'd make her own bread. You know, um, yeah, they ate. There's, there was no seed oils. There wasn't a shit ton of green veg. I don't ever remember any of that shit ton of green. She'd make her own cakes. Yeah, you know, she made this amazing shortbread. Oh my god! Like, yeah, just amazing. Yeah, I, it's it's just really going back to the basics of human health. I, I I really think that a lot of the functional alternative medicine out out there, it's like re replacing what conventional medicine is doing. It's like a pill for an illness, supplement for a symptom. It's still like getting caught into labs. It's still getting caught into like all of these like things that are trying to kill you, these like little biochemical pathways that you're trying to correct, which is very like a medical model kind of a thing, which didn't work. Like it hasn't, that doesn't work for chronic illness. And, and, you know, you have to just go back to like the way that you live, the way that you live on a day to day basis, when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed, the thoughts you think, like the, the breathing that you have, the, the way that your body holds its posture how you move, what you eat, the relationships you have. If you correct all that stuff, you're out. You'll be out, period. Like, yeah. that's just a yeah. law of nature. Yeah. Like, your your body won't be able to help but heal if you align with what nature needs, you know? Yeah. Like, you align yourself with the natural world, it, it'll happen as a fact. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you mentioned before, once you learn all this stuff, like it's not like it, everything's going to be perfect, but I think, you know, the signs, like personally, like you and Craig, like the digestion, he's the same, you know, he's just come off the back of a, like, he's been doing this building phase and he pushes really hard in his training and he's come off the back of one of them. And now he's having a, a, a bit of a deload and he's like, oh, I think I've pushed the training too hard. My digestion's a bit shit. My allergies are playing up, you know? Um, so he's just backing it off now, having a deload, you know, it's same with me. Like if I push too hard in training or, you know, like you just, you maybe you've worked too much and you need to go and, you know, you haven't connected with, I always feel better when I connect with people too, you know, like if I've worked a lot and I haven't seen any of my family or friends, when I go and spend some time with them, I feel re-energized, you know, and it's just knowing that when these symptoms appear, you're like, okay, where is it that I might need to pull back or adjust or get back in alignment or something, whatever it is, you just know, and you can make those adjustments, um, which is really cool. Yes. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you have enough space in your day to reflect, yeah. you know, cause like you can't fill a cup that's already full. <laughs> so like if you, if, if your day is totally slammed and you don't have a moment to think for yourself and just like sit down on the couch, like I, I don't typically recommend people meditate. I literally recommend just sit on the couch in your living room and you don't need anything for yeah. 10 minutes. Like just sit there, just like look around in your living room, yeah, yeah. you know, like don't do anything. And, and like almost no one does that. 
you know, you get in the car, you like put on a podcast, you put on music, you like, you're always filling the space. So I think journaling is really helpful. Just like sitting in stillness and, and quiet. That way you can actually feel what's happening and then you can self-correct. But if you don't, if it's so convoluted, your mind is going so fast. There's so much in your schedule. You're not going to be able to have the feedback to even make those adjustments. So and I always recommend like make some space for yourself. If you're trying to change your diet, if you're trying to improve anything in your life, you have to have space. That's the only way it's going to work, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, like this is just something from my own experience. Um, you know, like sometimes you might have to say no to things or like do less. Like Craig and I, at the end of last year and holidays, we, you know, reflecting over the last year and what are some things we want to do next year or change and we sort of the, the phone things are like we've got to get better we slip into these shit habits again of like getting straight on our phones in the morning and so like okay they're going in the office we go we get up we have our morning routine you know we have a shower we go down we feed the dogs we have breakfast we sit at the table together we we talk and connect we don't touch our phones until we start work so we've been really good with that but then so craig really loves playing guitar and he's always played, he's got like three guitars. And he sort of said to me, oh, I'm at the level now where I need to, I want to get some lessons so I can keep progressing. And I was like, no, nah, you know, maybe I need to have a habit, a habit, sorry, a um, a hobby, you know, thinking that I need to have this hobby. And I'm already really busy, you know, like I start work at seven, you know, I'm on calls, we're doing stuff with Saturday, like it's pretty, my days are pretty busy and full. And then I really prioritize my sleep. Like I finish work, I've got a really strict routine because if I don't sleep I just like the world is ending you know I hate it um so I don't have a lot of time really to squeeze anything extra in unless I cut did some less work but I really enjoy our work I enjoy our businesses I love you know I'm learning about marketing constantly and just you know new learning every day um but I was like oh maybe I'll do pole dancing as a as a hobby and so I, I thought okay I'll go do it I, I I registered for this class and I went there on a Friday afternoon obviously after a long week at work working long hours and I hated it and I was t- a bit tired and I actually didn't even complete it and I sat in the car and I just really in tears and I was like I was sitting thinking why are you so upset and I think it was like I was sitting there thinking you are at capacity kitty like you are you're you're full you're doing lots of stuff you're perfectly happy how you are. You don't need to add anything in. Just because Craig's doing something, you don't have to have a hobby. Like, you know, you really enjoy your work. I even actually pulled my training back to three days because I had sort of set these big goals for myself last year. I think too, because of the whole TTC journey and pulling back the training, a bit of the ego, you know, and I trained, you know, for like six, eight months, really hard and heavy. And I was like, I mean, I was recovering, but it's really hard to show up to calls and have all this extra energy when your body's trying to right recover from this heavy training. I sat there and I thought, do you really need more muscle? Like, why are you really doing this? Like, is it because you really want it? You just don't have, like, you, you've only got one bucket of energy and you have to pull back. So I've pulled back to three days training, full body, pulled out the, the low bar back squats because they're pretty taxing, so I'm strong. And I still can train really hard for an hour and loving it and still making some progress, but I'm able to have more energy for everything else. And I feel so much better. So like, you know, back in alignment, got the bucket of energy. I'm not, you know, I was just pulling too much out of it, I think. Um, So, you know, maybe sometimes you have to think about like, am I doing too much or what am I, what am I doing? Is it really making me happy? Like, why am I doing it? Am I doing it because I think I have to have a hobby, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yep. Am I like filling some void? Yeah. 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 And I think I, I consider myself like a spiritually oriented person. Yeah. And I think the deepest spiritual truth is that you don't need to add anything to yourself to be better than who you already are. Yeah. You know, like that's the idea of the soul. It's like, you're perfect on a spiritual level. Like that doesn't mean that you can't improve your body composition and the way that you physically feel and improve your nutrition. But yeah, I, you know, I think that we're, you got to like stop and smell the roses. Like if I lived where, where you lived, like I, I'd be like walking on the beach. Oh, I do it every day. It's the first thing I do at my breakfast first and I take the dogs and they've built this amazing path from where we are surfaced to broad beach and there's no trees. And I walk an hour, I walk the dog and it's, 
the best. I just love it. The sunlight, you know, I yeah. say to Craig sometimes, like I just, you know, and I sat back and I thought, you, you just, and there's nothing wrong, Kitty, with you. I really enjoy our work. I really enjoy just getting up on the weekends, walking the dogs, going out for breakfast, doing, I love training, you know, so like, that's okay. Yep. I just like the simple things. Yep. That's totally okay. I, I work with a lot of people in Chicago because that's where I'm from. And uh, people live, they have a, there's a beautiful lakeshore along Chicago. It's like the really unique part of the city because there's skyscrapers that are right against the water. You know, because it's a lake. It's not like the ocean. So they can be like right there. And so many people live right by the lake. And I'm like, I like pull up their address and I like pull up where they're at. I'm like, you live like three blocks from the lake. Like, when's the last time you walked on the lake? And they're like, I don't know. And like, I, I will literally give that as part of like their plan. I'm like, you got to walk in the lake this week. And it, it makes a huge difference. Simple things like getting out your journal, journaling a little bit, going on a walk. It can no music, like take the headphones out, just like walk around and enjoy it. You know, that, that's, that makes a big difference. I feel like those little things is what like life is all about, which is, it really gets, you know, glossed over when you're rushing and filling your schedule with so many to do's. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Alex, thanks so much. It's been such a good podcast. I've really enjoyed it. And I think so much value um, for our audience. Uh, and so I'll put like the link to your Instagram page um, below and you can send me any, any other links to your websites. So I'll put them all in the show notes. Follow Alex. He's awesome. Post lots of great uh, content. Yeah. And thank you so much. I think I might get you on again to talk about a specific topic maybe in more detail. Yeah, I would love that. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much, Alex.